0: The sound of a skylark high above. By the time I squint up into the brightness I I can't spot it. The occasional song of uh, a yellow hammer intermingled with agricultural f- machinery in the background. And I'm right next to um, some hawthorn hedge and breaking out all across the white flowers of the May Blossom which is appropriate because I'm on my way across the backfields from Ashlawn along the public footpath to the edge of past Barbie Moorings I'm on my way to May Blossom Farm because I've heard there's a a working party there today happens once once a month and um, there's an amazing community farm project happening at May Blossom Farm and I'm hoping to catch up with with Hannah and the volunteers to find out more about how it got started and what's happening there now.
1: So it all started um, probably 12 to 13 years ago. John and I, John my husband, who wasn't my husband then, we were living in London and I had been on a weekend, um, it's called workers on organic farms, woofing, I'd been on a weekend's woofing, I'd had the best night's sleep I'd ever had and I thought this is the life for me, I've got to escape law and have a patch of land somewhere and have some animals on it, so that was the very inception of it. And um, at that point we started looking for a patch of land. And um, after not too much time, we found this one. And this one was good because John's daughters were growing up in Kenilworth, which is just half an hour um, down the A45. And we saw this patch of land, we fell in love with it. We put in a, it was up for auction, I think. Was it an auction? No, it wasn't an auction. We put in an offer on it, and um, it all miraculously went through.
0: So you were living in
1: London. We were living in London. Were you commuting up. We here were at the weekends. Get... It was oh, hilarious. Right. Okay. We had uh, we were growing some tomatoes. There was where that green barn is. There was a uh, an old wooden cow buyer, and we were growing some tomatoes up against the. Um, Uh, west facing wall of that barn and they must have been the most expensive tomato plants in the whole of the UK because we were driving up at the weekends to water them (laughs) very silly, but fun
0: You've moved closer now Yes,
1: yes, we're in the centre of rugby now Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. That just explains how you came by some land and you wanted to experience some fresh air and uh, the benefits of being outdoors True But it's not just about you is it it's become much bigger than it has yeah doing the, the good life
1: yeah no true it has and um that's been um a kind of an emerging thing for since we moved to rugby really um first off john was not working and he was coming down every day doing the animals and i was working and then um and then i got really fed up with that um and then At a certain point in time, we were both working and neither of us could really do animals. Um, And while that was happening, uh, we were both experiencing that when we were able to be here, it was tremendously beneficial for our sense of well-being. Um, I had a kind of a mental health crisis and I was able to come down here and feed the lambs that we had at the time. And it just really helped me get back on my feet again. And so we began to see the benefits um, for ourselves and to think about the benefits for other people. And um, and all along I think we'd wanted to share this space with other people and um, and that's, that's beginning to blossom and hopefully bear fruit mm-hmm. even as we're speaking now, yeah.
0: So how long have the work parties been going?
1: So we w- somebody reminded me today, it's about a year now that we have been yes. running them, yeah.
0: So, how did that come about? In terms of you, you already knew some people, and you just and they were helping out anyway, or you just thought no, yes, this project
1: no, is starting start. No, no, that was um, uh, it was a connection through um, Saint Andrew's Church, which is where I uh, go to church. Um, a, a very lovely lady, Moira, um, knows um, uh, the daughter of a previous rector, Fran. Fran Fran Condry and um, Fran's mum to a daughter who's disabled and Bren is one of Fran's friends so there was a connection there made with a group of mums essentially of young people with um, learning disabilities and it it grew from the discussions and the meetings and and their connections really um, bringing people down here to help us. To help us collectively build this project together
0: but it dovetails with the benefits that you were experiencing in terms of your overall absolutely yeah well-being and yep and definitely it's been kind of grafted onto your your projects so yes i've heard that there's a connection now with uh, rugby college students have been i've, I've seen some living willow Sculptures. I know how hard that can be for willow to take. Everyone says it's automatic, and you just slice it, put it in the ground, and a, not with my willow. Veg. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm so, hope, I'm hopeful they, they will still a, take, but we'll see.
0: I think they may well. Yeah, do. yeah, let's, in time. Let's have hope. Let's yes. Have
1: hope. <laughs> Actually, all the willow that's here planted has started out looking like that, so I've got good, solid hope. Rugby College are our first group of um of of people from the community coming to use the space in the way that we're we're hoping it will be used more and more by people in the community and um the connection there was again fran Condry um knowing joe who's a teacher at rugby college teaching young people on a um on a, a series of there's three different groups there for um young people who haven't um got the GCSEs that they would need to go on to higher education, they're in further education and they're doing preparation for adulthood and supported internships and programmes like that. And it was just the most amazing thing. They came, it was three weeks ago now, and seeing the minibus roll down the drive was, well it's not really a drive, it's a a farm track, but it was just uh, the beginning of the fulfilment of the dream. That we've had for so long, it was just a really amazing uh, feeling, and also it was wonderful to see that the young people had a, an amazing time. So, just feeling very fortunate about that.
0: You've had some funding as well, oh, we the Lions, I think, with some money towards tools. Absolutely. Is that, is that more power tools or, 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 no. or gardening?
1: That, that's probably going to be more like gardening tools. Wheelbarrows we need more of. Um, what else had, I, had we earmarked? I think maybe some um, decking for inside the polytunnel. The polytunnel itself was a gift oh, wow. from um, um, Sarah Condry, who's Fran Condry's mum. Her brother is a farmer and he ab- donated the polytunnel and his lovely team of workers came and put it up amazing generosity from also from um rugby group benevolent fund i think is the right uh is the right name um, they they were the people who started us out actually in fact uh with funding for our donkey enclosure um so that was a good three years ago now that was they were our ever so first funders and then more recently um, we've had a huge amount of support from Cummins, um, Cummins are a, a US company um, and they've got some some operations in Daventry and it came about quite f- amazingly through a conversation between Bren who's one of the mums in the group that I was talking about and uh, one of her neighbours who works for Cummins, they had just bumped into them on a walk and he said we we need to uh we need to find some projects to fund what kind of things your does your son do that we could get involved in funding and bren said well actually there's also there's this farm project and they said that's the one for us we we would really love to get involved in funding that so they have um been sending people to build fences they've given us a, a initial grant of 5k to just help us get up and up and running and very soon they're going to be coming to build some um some paths so that we could have wheelchair access to the polytunnel and um and um, to sort out parking so that people can come and park their cars and we can have a turning circle so it's been phenomenal and um hard to believe really
0: that's amazing so corporate workplaces often build in those kind of team building activities or corporate well-being opportunities, so is that part of the vision of the company to, yes. to create their, so they literally come and uh, Yes. part of the infrastructure building around here as
1: well? Yes, exactly I think they, uh, they, uh, f- they seem to have um, to be rightly proud I think of their track record in this area and, uh, and, and from reading their website and speaking to the people there I think they're one of the one of the earliest big US companies to get into this kind of um, area of um, understanding that it's beneficial to to work colleagues as well as to the community, so yeah.
0: We've been joined by one of the sheep. What breed of sheep is it?
1: It's a, a Zwaable sheep. It's said W-A-R-T-B-L-E-S, Dutch breed, and it means black with a white blaze, um, and this is Fenella she's the youngest sheep and she thinks I'm her mum I think because she was hand reared so she always says hello whenever whenever I come down here
0: and they are recently shorn
1: they were shorn yesterday yesterday yeah that was a
0: photo opportunity that I missed I know I'm sorry no, about that okay. yeah Don't um, but they, the, the they're looking really smart when we talk about from field to fork we can literally say that it's from shearing blade to insulating absolutely pipe within 24 hours that's a different process exactly
1: you should take the opportunity to give her a stroke because they feel like velvet when they're recently shorn
0: certainly really soft and unlike the goats which would have gone for the microphone cable pretty yes. much instantaneously <laughs> vanilla was very vanilla yeah uh, was very sensible
2: A clever idea
3: because we had we had to dig a trench for the pipe over there through the goat field so that they didn't the goats wouldn't nibble the pipe because this water pipe is going for the donkey enclosure. And then instead of digging a trench all the way down here to stop the frost, we had the idea of using the fleeces from the sheep to wrap it up.
1: That's how Keep I it
3: cozy, it's like a blanket.
2: That's cute, isn't it? Yes. Yeah.
3: yeah. Where are you off to? We're having a hand walk
0: around. So having a walk around. Well I'm here with one of the work party volunteers, Helen is that
3: right? Yes it is Helen. Yeah.
0: And I'm tempted to grab a handful of that insulating sheep fleece and pop it over the top of the microphone but I think <laughs> we're fairly sheltered here. Okay. You're on the right side Good. of the fence, you Good. might want to step a teeny tiny bit. I can do them. that. So I'm just here finding out about the benefits of volunteering in the outdoors and so tell me a bit about how you got involved with well, the, the project here at May Blossom Farm.
3: I have a very good friend Bren whose son I have known since before he was born actually and he was at Brook School and is now a young adult and I think one of the fabulous things about this place is that it is the whole aim of it is to kind of create an opportunity for young people who have some um, challenges educationally to have exposure to opportunities for working on a farm working out in the outdoors and for me gives me an opportunity as a volunteer to just come along and spend the time with friends we have fabulous lunches provided by Anna who runs the project and we get to learn new skills so today I've been laying a pipe I've never laid a pipe before I can dig I've done digging before but I haven't ever laid a pipe so we've laid a pipe and we've also been wrapping the fleeces from the beautiful sheep that live here um, around the pipe to insulate it so this is all new skills and much better than being at home doing the housework
0: (laughs) we've been waxing lyrical about the Beneficial properties of of sheep wool, not yes. just for my merino wool leggings that I wear no most of the year round. Not yeah. today, though. I have yeah. to say. And you were telling me a little bit about a use with a, a in in a vineyard setting. What was yes. The, what was the
3: well, I that? saw that. Oh, I think it was. The, I can't remember. It was the one show or Countryville or something. I was watching the television the other day, and somebody had had the idea of using sheep fleeces from the Welsh mountain sheep because the farmers didn't know what to do with them and they get very very low price for the wool Um, and they'd had this idea to try using it for um, insulating the the vines because they usually use synthetic material to insulate them in the winter just round the roots so they'd tried using the fleeces and it turned out that there were incredible benefits because actually some of the lanolin and the natural things that come from sheep's wool was actually not just insulating but was also creating nutrients in the soil which were making the, the vineyards flourish too so i don't think our pipe needs to flourish and we don't need the nettles to flourish but i think it's going to be fabulous insulation and keep the frost away from our water pipe and the water pipe is going to the donkey enclosure so it's all very exciting and it's ex- and it's it's different it's it's not sitting at home or watching the football or other things that you do on a weekend it's just a really nice Social thing to do as well as being outdoors and doing things you've never done before.
0: Now it's a wonderful May Saturday yeah. today. But do these working parties happen when in it's tipping rain. it down in yes. February?
3: And they do less so in February. There's less kind of work to do in on the land at that point. We did come a month ago and it was a very wet Saturday and the the soil, we were trying to dig some beds in, somebody had donated a polytunnel, um, which is fabulous. And we were trying to dig some beds so that we could plant some vegetables under the polytunnel. But it's very clay soil, there's differences in the soil. So the clay, the, where we were digging today is a bit less so, but over at that end of the farm, it's very, very heavy soil. So we were trying to dig these beds and it was, <laughs> every time you dug a bit of clay out, and it was clay, the hole filled in because it was so wet so it was raining outside and even under the in the polytunnel the water was just filling in the holes that we were trying to dig so that was a bit challenging, we all went home absolutely covered in mud
0: and people's boots took on that quality when you've walked across a muddy clay field in Northamptonshire, Lincolnshire wherever, yes. where you seem to have doubled your footprint size, it's like kind of having mud, <laughs> mud snowshoes
3: absolutely, I was so. about 3 inches taller <laughs> Which is not a bad thing when you're short.
0: <laughs> I always remember D.H. Lawrence wrote a series of novels, one of them called Sons and Lovers, and we studied it at school, and the North... Ha- sorry, the Nottinghamshire dialect word for when your boot gets encrusted in mud is barkled. Oh, I like barkled. that. I've never and heard that before. I included that in the first line of a poem that I wrote a couple of weeks ago, oh. which is also on the Story Frame podcast, because no, I just thought I'd oh, done a homage to Mr. Hopkins, my English... Teacher at the time, oh, yeah. and just that word stuck with me.
3: There are some wonderful words that we don't use enough, aren't there? And I, I will try it's and fit barkled m- into the every mission sentence. is to get barkled into conversation. <laughs> okay, I'll we'll try. So thank you so much for your <laughs> right. time today. I appreciate it. No problem at all. No, 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 no.
0: party today and two of the lads absolutely smashing it out of the park on the strimmers Jack and Luke they're here with me now tell me about how you got involved here at May Blossom Farm
4: so first off we were digging up some um, grass um, near where the donkey pen is so that we could put some piping in there and then we did that for about an hour, an hour and a half didn't we Luke and then once we'd done that Brent offered the other, another option, which was to investigate how the power tools work. And the first one I used was the hedge trimmer to cut all the brambles balls to allow room for some more fencing to go in. And then the strimmer was used to get rid of all the leaves and all the other debris on the floor. And now the fencing area looks much tidier so yeah, it, it's they're definitely helpful, and it's great that we've been able to learn how to use power tools, how to build stuff, how the farm works. It's just a really friendly, good working environment.
0: Fantastic, Luke. Turning to you, that strimmer—it wasn't easy to get going, was it?
4: Well, no, not at first, because obviously I had to get to learn how to use it, because obviously you have to go with a certain height to cut. Um, obviously, the leaves and the brambles on the ground, and. Um, the hardest part to obviously use it was like holding it with the um, safety harness and everything because it was so heavy. Yeah, look like it And the thing was it's heavier compared to like a normal garland trimmer, for example. And sometimes it does your backing after you stand up for such a long time just working with it. Did you manage to clear what you needed to clear? Yes.
0: Is this the first time that you've been though, lads?
4: No, this is our second time. Second so we time, came we came it? last we came last month and that's when we obviously had the, the initial tour. initial briefing on what the farm's about who um we got to meet a lot of the regulars who come down help out and some of them we've known for a long time and, and we've we've reconnected with some old faces again
0: oh that's fantastic was it a different set of jobs you had to do uh last month
4: um yeah um we were we were helping with some fencing weren't we Luke? we were and we what else did we do we even um we did some like digging up in like the um in the polytunnel. Yeah, in the polytunnel. Yeah, we did, right. yeah, we did some stuff in the polytunnel, didn't we? Wow. Polytunnel.
0: So it sounds like no two Saturdays are the same Oh no, hundred percent
4: no. no. Yeah. It just gets you out of the house a bit, just coming onto my boss and farm, just enjoying it. And I think something acted. to meet it, new people at that. It gives you something active to do, especially as the summer's coming, and hopefully the weather will pick up a bit, which will be nice.
0: Brilliant. Well, it's been a pleasure getting to know you a bit today. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it here at the Story Framer podcast.
4: Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: I don't want to keep you from getting the soup going for the soup is super super important as next 12 months, Uh, you you talked about how over a long period of time there was the fulfilment when a minibus came down and thought this is now an actual community project. Yeah. Have you thought about what you'd like to see in the next 12 months or even further than that? Uh,
1: I would really love this place to be used by different groups um, on different days of the week and at weekends, Um, just anyone who wants to come and use it. Uh, for different things that sounds vague and very unspecific but um, so. Well,
0: that's part of the organic nature of how this yeah. has grown because you took a step of faith and you got going with it but you yes. didn't necessarily know all the small details
1: and, totally, and That that is how it has developed and it's been it's been a, a huge learning experience for me because because I've wanted it to get going and and just learning to be patient and take the next step has been a really important thing for me and also having faith that it will grow at the speed that that is manageable Yeah. yeah
0: well hannah thank you so much for your time today appreciate
1: it not at all thank you it's been good
0: as my day here at Mayblossom Farm comes to a conclusion I've rigged up a microphone on a a fence like you do do. and I just thought it would be fitting to kind of round things off with a a chat with Graham and Bren because I know this project has impacted your lives quite a lot and a lot of people that I chatted to today said well it's through Bren that I got involved here and, (laughs) and so you are your spoke and a connection for what's been happening so it would just be great to hear how you got involved in the first place.
2: Okay, well thank you for giving us that opportunity. Um, So about two years ago on Christmas Day, um, Fran who is a friend of ours and also has a daughter um, with additional needs, phoned me and said oh, you're going to be so excited to hear this but somebody that my dad has met has got a small piece of land outside of rugby and Sam is going to love it. So um, Sam is our son who is now 20 um, he has autism with severe learning disabilities and sensory needs and he's a very beautiful boy who loves being outside um, and at the time when Fran phoned and about May Blossom Farm, um, Sam was in his final year at the special school that he'd been at for fifteen years. I guess mm, isn't it yeah. about fifteen years? Um, so we were looking at opportunities for Sam as to what he could do and access beyond his life at school. Um, so he's actually on a three-day a week course at more which is an agricultural college which is suiting him quite well but we were looking for activities that could engage him um, and add value to his life beyond being at college and also beyond being at, at college um, you know when he finishes next year so this has been fantastic and uh, we as you say we've got lots of really lovely friends that live um, here in rugby and everybody that we asked is very keen to be involved so we've had this fantastic opportunity of coming along on a Saturday once a month and uh, I think building a community of support of people that are very devoted and not only are um, you know feeling the cause of the project but are really benefiting from coming here once a, once a month and being here themselves. So um, yeah that's our story really and um, it's definitely for me my happy space. I absolutely love it, and as you can see, Sam actually is in respite. But Graham and I have chosen to come down here this morning because we also love it too. So, yeah. Graham,
0: what what do you get out of being here? It's maybe too too blunt a question or too limited, but I mean the vibe is special. It is very special. Um, I think it ticks a lot of boxes. It's a very magic little space. I think all the friends and neighbours that volunteer to come and help, one of the first things they do when they leave is ask when the next session is going to be, so it's, yes we've got a a future goal in mind in providing a a safe, secure space for young people with special needs or even older people with special needs, Um, but in the here and now it's also a a lovely place for us to meet and get together socially. Well, I'm going to head back along the footpaths, past the moorings, back up to Ash Lawn. Dodging the cows. Well, not dodging the cows. If they're in my way, I just have to shoot them out of the way. But uh, I've really valued my time. And thank you so much for for sharing that with us. Thank Thank you for the opportunity for us to share with you as well. I'm Matthew Clements here at the Story Framer podcast. And I want to say a huge thank you to Hannah. And the volunteers at May Blossom Farm. I had a wonderful time and I'm looking forward to seeing how the project develops. Thank you for listening and do visit the storyframer.wordpress.com to see the photo galleries.